The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black with FM Evolution, and uh, welcome back to another show. Uh, you know, on this show, I'm excited because we often talk about innovation and what's going on in the market. And today I'm excited because we're going to be talking about some cool stuff uh, with Jeff Schranz, VP of Global Sales at Avidbot. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Sean. Thanks for the invite. Uh, I'm excited to talk with you, man. Automation is is one of those things that is making its way into facility management more and more. It's changed the way the day-to-day operations is functioning. And and really, uh, it's kind of becoming commonplace. So I really want to hop in and see if we can get some glimpses into the future of what this looks like and and how things are kind of operating right now. Uh, so, but as a way of getting started, if you could kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and AvidBots, that would be awesome. That's terrific, Sean. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me today. You know, I just have to say that AvidBots is probably the coolest thing and the coolest company and the coolest product that uh, I've been involved in in my entire business career. You know, AvidBots, we've been in business since 2014. We design, we manufacture, we sell, and we support fully autonomous robotic floor scrubbers. Now, now that, that may not sound real sexy, you know, scrubbing floors, but for those not familiar with AvidBots, Neo, which is the name of our robot, is a multi-application robot. And, you know, it's everywhere. So leading organizations around the world, whether it's airports or schools or hospitals or retail establishments or shopping malls, warehouses, I mean, quite frankly, we're everywhere. And and that's what makes it so cool about our product and our company. And, you know, what I do is I'm the global head of sales and marketing. And and quite frankly, it's uh, it's a pretty wild ride. And we're having a lot of fun here. I'm excited to, to man, I tell you what, when I first heard about this, I was I had this vision because I'm the biggest nerd in the world, man. I, just, I had this vision of you know uh, Star Wars and the cantina and all, and the little robots you know going around and serving people. And I swear to you, that's that's in my head. And I started checking into the to your robots or your your uh, autonomous uh, mobile robots, and it's kind of that way. I mean, it's kinda, it's really kind of cool. How did you come to work with uh, autonomous mobile robots, man? That's that's crazy. You know what? The opportunity came around for, you know, a startup company that, you know, wanted to experience explosive growth. And so, you know, we have a goal of, of doubling the size of our organization year over year. And, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, we, we've achieved that goal and, and, you know, we've set that goal again. So it's just an opportunity to build a world-class sales organization, uh, you know, and we're in some pretty cool markets around the world. And it's an opportunity to work with quite frankly, some of the most genuine and some of the nicest people that I've ever been around in my entire career. And, uh, you know, I'm at the stage in my career that I think I should be able to have fun. I, I've, I've earned that. <laughs> you and me both, man. <laughs> I hear you. And, and, and it is a lot of fun what we do uh, and working in facility management and, and with FMs in general. 
is uh, it's incredibly rewarding, uh, really good people. And, and like you said, uh, it's a cool market we're in because the the innovation that is coming to FM right now, it, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, kind of crazy. I mean, from what I can tell, I was doing some research as I had to hop into this uh, to learn a bit more about the automation of things. And uh, it's becoming kind of a huge deal in FM. I mean, we're talking like drones, VR, AI, robotics. Uh, I mean, what do you think is the driving factor behind kind of this shift to automation? Yeah, I really, I really don't think the marketplace has a choice other than to shift to automation. That the, there's a rising cost of labor. Not yeah. only is there a rising cost of labor, but there are labor shortages. And uh, you know, once you have that labor on board, well, then you have the you know the retention issues. So. You know, it's it's costly to train people. It's costly to uh, you know onboard new staff. So, so the reality is, uh, you know, when we think about facility management and we think about you know some of these uh, janitorial and custodial jobs, you know, these are not the most sexy jobs in the building, but they're critical to the success of the operation. So, uh, you know, there's not a long line out the door of people that say, "Hey, I want that job." So it's the cost of labor. It's the shortage of labor. And then it's holding on to that labor. So I really think that's what's driving, you know, this shift towards automation. It's happening. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, and you know, we, on this show, we've talked a lot about these things, uh, you know, the, the great resignation and all the labor shortages. You know, it's come up because it's real. Uh, it, it definitely is happening. Although I will say we have a very low uh, unemployment rate right now and everyone's still needs people like it is it's really incredible so i agree with you and i think that that is going to be a driving factor continuing on to the future here to really get automation moving in in fm and in a lot of different industries you know uh i would love to kind of know i mean since you've been in this industry how much change have you seen it go through i mean it's because it's it's there's been a lot of stuff going on yeah, so just in the just in the few short years that I've been in it, Sean, I, I'm seeing more and more automation in facilities. I like to say where human resources are at a premium, right? There, there's a high degree of focus that the activities that can be performed only by humans, you know, need to be done by humans. And so where automation can take over, you know, that's really the shift that I'm seeing. And and you know, the more and more that I talk to facility managers and the more and more that I talk to executives, you know, they're talking about, hey, what can I do uh, with automation? And, and there are things that I have to do that require humans. And so, you know, where this human capital uh, is at a premium, that's where I'm seeing the, uh, the shift to automation. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense right now. This automation thing, uh, I mean... We'll jump into a little bit more. I really want to learn more about Neo because this is uh, it's fascinating to me what you guys do. Um, but you know, I kind of want to kind of jump into this. I mean, the tech is is definitely really cool, like you're saying. Like it, what a cool thing to be a part of, uh, and it's becoming a part of of the industry we're in. But how? I mean, how is it really benefiting FMs? Like, what 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 are they what are they able to accomplish with this? So, I mean, artificial intelligence and, and technology is allowing the automation of, you know, dirty, dull, dingy, uh, you know, occasionally dangerous tasks. 
and, and it lets human labor focus on other activities. And so when I think about AI and technology, you know, it also provides, you know, a measurability and a reporting component that, that's not found in manual solutions. I mean, when we think about, uh, you know, facility maintenance, a lot of times it's left up to a sheet that somebody's put their initials on and said, hey, yeah, I did it. Well, you know, did they? Did they really? Uh, where, yeah, we, we hope they did. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, but, but but I've talked to I've talked to senior executives in in Fortune 100 companies, and and they have said to me, we can neither quantify nor qualify what takes place in terms of the the cleaning of our building when either nobody's there or nobody's paying attention, and the level of reporting that we provide, you know, at a moment's notice and on demand is unlike anything the marketplace has seen. So, you know, we're excited to be able to give that power of reporting and accountability, you know, to the marketplace. And, and you know, it's, it, it's so much better than a, than a sheet with somebody's initials on it. You know, you've got, a, you've got a map and you've got a picture and you've got metrics that say how it was cleaned, who cleaned it, when it was cleaned, how long it took, how much water we used, you know, and, and, and what percentage coverage did we uh, did we deliver? So this level of intelligence really benefits, you know, FMs, you know, as a whole. Data, 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 man. I tell you, it keeps coming back to this data and and being able to gather this data to make better decisions with it. Imagine, you know, having that sign in sheet. That's great. But getting all this information uh, you know, so detailed like you're talking about, not just one location, but across the board and being able to see the differences and regions and for water and cost and all these different things. I imagine it's going to be super powerful for these guys. Yeah. So, so whether you have a single Neo or a fleet of Neos, we have the ability to drill down on an individual location or to look at it as, you know, multi-locations. I mean, we have customers that have literally hundreds of NEOs, and they are looking at how did NEO perform yesterday? You know, where, where were we performing at a high rate, where we were performing at a, you know, at a not desirable rate? And then they can dig into that information and say, ah, okay, there were obstacles, uh, mm. you know, aisles were completely blocked, whatever the case may be. And so this level of information that we provide uh, is unlike anything that anybody's ever seen before. That's really cool. I've been, I've had a lot of guests on when we're talking about the management of this data, where it gets collected, how it gets collected, where, how is it used? It's, it can be overwhelming. Do you, do you find it's kind of hard to convince FMs that the benefits are really kind of there or are they jumping on board? Like what, what's your experience like? I don't find it that difficult because, Sean, many of the conversations that I'm having with those, uh, you know, type of leaders in these businesses are they're struggling with labor and, yeah. and they need to clean their facility more often than they are. You know, and the truth be told, if a business was fully staffed and perfectly cleaned with the expectation that it would somehow stay that way, well, we wouldn't be having a conversation. But the reality is there are so few businesses out there that A, are fully staffed, B, are perfectly clean with a clear cut plan of how to keep it clean. You know, there's some crack in the armor there where somebody's saying, look, if, if I don't have staffing problems today, 
I'm going to have them. And is your building ever really clean enough? You know, when we think about the safety of our employees, when we think about the, the, you know, the health of our employees, when we think about the environment that the rest of our equipment functions in and our people function in, can, can it ever be too clean? And, and those are the kind of conversations no. that we have, right? Well, that's really interesting. I, and and that, that makes sense to me, especially now. I would, I would assume that the adoption rate has got to be pretty high on this, or at least the interest is, is peaked because you just don't have enough bodies. There just isn't. I don't understand it, but, you know, a, a lot of our clients uh, are restaurants and, and they just don't have enough bodies to be able to fill the positions. And I know in a lot of these places, you know, they're going from dine-in to drive-through to double to triple drive-through and looking at automation now as a way of kind of dealing with that. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And, you know, and in, in FM, I'm assuming that that's no different, really, you know, from restaurants to retail to whatever facility you're in, especially the large facilities, they have to get it clean and they, they just don't have the bodies. So it's it's an interesting time we live in right now, my friend. <laughs> it has never been like this for 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 me, I'm sure, and, and for really for anyone who is on our side of this, trying to serve and solve problems, where we have so many people who are like, "Yes, come on, please talk. I, I want to solve this issue," and it's so it's exciting. It really is exciting. One of our guests that I had on uh, is Stan Mitchell from Key Facilities. I, I love something he said, and it kind of. It rang in my ears as I was, you know, kind of going through and preparing for this, which is, he said, I'll, let me read this. A lot of people think that FMs are, are building services and assets and that kind of stuff, but it's not. It's ultimately, it's all about the people, right? And I love that because FM is about the people, but, you know, how do we, how do FMs and vendors kind of roll out these kind of technologies without alienating you know, the human workforce here? What, how do we, how's that work together? What are you seeing out there? Yeah. Look, you've, you've got to be able to welcome technology into your environment. And, and, you know, most of the pushback that, that we see is because of the fear of unknown. And so what we do is we spend a tremendous amount of time on site, you know, deploying our solutions, working with the associates in the building and, you know, this involves, you know, a certain in-depth of training of the associates that, that are going to interact with our technology. You know, we're not, we're not looking to replace humans. We're looking to make humans more productive in an environment that's cleaner than it's ever been before. And, and, and so we believe that we actually are raising the productivity of the workers that are in the building, uh, you know, not really infringing on their humanness, if you will. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we think that we think we're an additive effect, not a replacing effect, but an additive effect to how that building operates. That's really interesting. Do you think, I mean, one of the things that come to mind is, is I, I know that there's a lot of, or it used, used to be, you know, a lot of kind of fear that uh, human workers, you know, are going to be replaced by intelligent, you know, automation in, in there. Do you, do you feel like people are so worried about, you know, you know, automation taking jobs? Because I, I don't know that it's really the case anymore. You know, there, there's still a little bit of that, Sean, but, mm. but where, where there's that fear, it, it's often the fear of the unknown. You know, it, a lot of times I'll hear, 
oh yeah, that's going to take Sean's job. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the reality is, you know, no, this is going to free Sean up to do other things that only humans can do. Right. And so once you get past that fear of the unknown, you know, once they understand the benefits of automation, you know, solutions like Neo, then they understand that, you know, robots are part of the team rather than, you know, somebody that's replacing Sean or somebody else in the building. But, but here's an interesting kind of parallel. You know, how is a robotic floor scrubber any different than a self-checkout lane in a retail store? Mm. Right? There, there, there used to be a human there that, that put their hands on your, uh, you know, purchases and ran them across a scanner. But, but now retailers are using humans to do work that is more valuable to the business than operating a cash register. And what they have figured out is that, you know, you can use self-checkout lanes. I've never seen somebody stand in a, in a long line so a human could check them out of a store when a self-checkout uh, you know, lane is wide open, right? And if you think about that- No, I make a beeline for that thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm right there. So, so, so I just think the market is shifting towards automation that allows humans to focus on tasks that require dexterity and decision-making. Because, you know- at least our robotic scrubber does not have dexterity and it has limited decision-making. And that's where we think humans mm. perform best. And most businesses can identify activities in their organization, in their day-to-day -day operations that can only be done by humans. And, and they may be getting done, they may not be getting done, or they may be getting done in a rushed manner. This allows dexterity and decision-making to be left to humans. We think that's pretty cool. That is really cool. I'm excited, man. Well, we're going to break real quick for commercial. We'll thank our sponsors for the show. Uh, and then uh, we'll be right back, uh, talk a little bit more about automation and, and robots in the future of this all. So we'll be right back. We'll see you on the other side. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by ProFM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org slash evolution. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Sean Black. Of course, we are back with Jeff Schrantz, uh, VP of Global Sales at AvidBots. And we've talked a lot about automation already, uh, you know, in facility management and some of the benefits. And I am... I'm fascinated because there's just so many cool things going on uh, and what a cool, uh, uh, you know, industry to be in. Uh, and there's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot of places that's kind of deploying this technology and, and you know, it needs to be a good understanding of both the tech and people interacting with it. Uh, and, and what you're saying, honestly, it makes perfect sense on, on you really have to kind of educate people and, and you know, and get past that kind of fear, but, what advice would you give FMs, you know, as they implement more and more automation and technology into FM? Yeah, so Sean, I, I would really coach people to work as much with technologies that are able to coexist and function alongside other technologies, right? Because the more automation that comes into an environment, the more important that it's going to be that each piece of equipment works you know, cohesively with other pieces of equipment. Look, it's not going to be long before, you know, there's just all sorts of technology. They need to know where each other is. They need to know what each other is doing. 
Uh, and so really focusing on this coexistence and the cohesiveness that, uh, you know, multiple pieces of technology in a single operation can, uh, can have and can function. This position for FMs uh, is, you know, and a lot of them are being relabeled now to multi-site FM facility managers, so MSFMs. Um, boy, it's changing. You know, it, it used to be just dealing with facilities. Then you're really dealing with the people involved in asset management, software, data, d- deployment, automation. Now, you know, the position is evolving more and more to become uh, you know, super integral to an organization. Uh, you know, it it seems super complicated in a lot of different ways, but is there is there really kind of an easy way for FMs to learn or understand automation uh, and technology, uh, you know, for their brand specifically? Yeah, so I, I think market research is key. And, and attending mm-hmm. trade shows like ISSA or Interclean or Modex I mean, it's a great way to get yourself educated. I mean, we just attended Modex in Atlanta uh, back in March, I think it was. And, you know, look, there's 50,000 participants that are walking around the the Georgia World Conference Center, you know, just stopping and staring and just trying to imagine how this technology might fit in their business. So, you know, there's great conferences out there where people can really learn about the latest technologies, the solutions. And, and the benefits that they would bring to an organization. So I would strongly encourage, you know, your listeners to, you know, try to attend these shows and, you know, just walk around with an open mind and, and imagine the possibilities. Wow, that's incredible. That's exciting. I love trade shows. We go to several a year. Uh, we just got back from Connects FM, which is a, a great multi-site FM show. Uh, a lot of retailers. Uh, and it is a great way to learn new stuff, man, and, and really connect and connect with professionals like you that are working in this industry and that can really also be, you know, assets to FMs. They got to build their team. They got to build their the people around them who know this, that, you know, they're experts. And and I know that's where you guys come in. It's kind of being able to explain what this is all about, how it works. Um, what does it look like as far as? training and management at this level of information and automation? I mean, is it is it easy to manage for FMs? It, it really is. And, it, you know, the AvidBots Customer Success Program is really made up of a team of experts that are with you from day one. And, and they're there to ensure that your NEO or your NEOs uh, deliver the best clean every time you press go. I mean, look, this is why you purchase a robot. You want to be able to push go, and it goes. And so we assist with onboarding. We assist with the training, the implementation, and then more importantly, the optimization. And so, you know, it's important to know that, you know, a a product like Neo is constantly evaluating its environment and constantly figuring out how is the best way to clean this facility today based on the environment that has been presented to me. And so, we are outstanding at working with dynamic environments. And so, you know, I, I tell people, you, you got to let the robot be a robot. You know, it doesn't <laughs> need to be babysit. And, you know, the other thing that I like to talk to people about and, and we, we uh, really cover in the, in the training and the on-site is, you know, we ask people, what, what's your greatest fear? What's your worst experience in the past? 
And, and let us tell you how we would handle that. Let us tell you how it, it would be different with Avid bots. And so I think when you really break it down to what's your greatest fear, and, and here's how this thing is supposed to work, uh, we really get a lot of buy-in from folks. That makes sense. I mean, it really gives you guys a lot of feedback too. I mean, every single client that comes on board, you're learning more and more and more. And I would all I would just assume that a lot of the apprehension and the fears are probably the same for a lot of people. You know, I'm just, there's going to be differences out there, but I think a lot of the core things that that FMs go through are very common uh, with this. But as FMs are, are are adopting this, they're like, okay, I'm on board. I want to roll this out. I want to. I want to. Get this to my organization. I want to incorporate the technology that you know Avidbots offers and the data and, and and all that. But how do they do that? Like, what's the best way for them to roll us out? Not all facilities, uh, especially some that are kind of uh, legacy brands, may have some challenges with this type of uh, you know technology being applied to their organization. Yeah, Sean, education is critical. Right. So if you're getting pushback internally, you know, it's an opportunity to further educate your workforce on, on the benefits and how they can work alongside this new piece of technology. The, the reality is it's not enough for the executive team to say, hey, we want to bring technology to our facility. Uh, it, it's got to be it's got to there's got to be buy in all the way down through the organization to the people that actually put their hands on this technology. I can tell you, there's probably, I, 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 could, I could show somebody in less than 45 seconds how to sabotage, you know, a, a rollout. Uh, yeah. and, and there are people out there that if their mind is setting on making sure that, you know, this is not successful, hey, and it, you know, you can make anything unsuccessful that you want to. But the other side of that coin is, is you can make anything successful that you want to. And it's really about education. It's about buy-in. It's about training. It's about really bringing down the barriers so people are not threatened by technology. You know, that train has left the station. Technology yeah, is coming, right? <laughs> so, so you, you know, you're either, you know, you're, you're either on the tracks and you're going to get run over by the train or, or, you're, <laughs> or you're helping drive the train. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's really educate from top to bottom in an organization. And, th and that's how you get the buy-in. And that's ultimately how you get the success. When people are committed to the success of this technology, it'll be successful. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of leadership, man. You know, the FMs have really got to lead. They got to step up. They got to be able to break down those barriers. That's where that human element comes in. Right. We're keep, we keep talking about is being able to connect with their leadership above them and being able to connect with the people that they work with and, and have them understand the benefits of this. I, I know a lot of companies are, are using autonomous mobile robots, but how are they kind of in this marketplace? How are they being used right now? I, I, cause I, I really don't know. This is kind of a whole new thing for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I see robots uh, in the marketplace that, you know, are moving things from point A to point B. I see things that, uh, you know, that are scanning, that are sorting, that are, you know, cleaning, that are, you know, moving, you know, whether, uh, look, I was in a restaurant the other day and, and, and a robot brought me my lunch, right? Uh, no way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, when, when, I'm in, when I'm in some of these industrial environments, I mean, you know, I see, 
I see picking and packing done in some of these environments. And, and, you know, there's not a human there because there's not decision-making or dexterity required. So, you know, there's a lot that can be done, uh, you know, with, with automation, but, you know, the future that I see of automation is, is actually that the value placed on humans is going to increase, not decrease. (laughs) Right. And, and I think, I think facility management is really going to focus on jobs and roles that can only be done by humans. And so when I think about robotics and automation, you know, it's going to continue to take on the task that can be handled without supervision, right? And so this whole thing about dexterity and decision-making, that's where you need to put these robots to work. And there's plenty of work for humans out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. We have so much of it right now. Uh, I wouldn't mind if, uh, you know, a robot brought me lunch. That'd be <laughs> great. Cool. That'd be kind of great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. Uh, I'm super curious, like, because I, I, I'm just still learning about the kind of automation, but how do uh, AMRs like like Neo, how do they navigate? Like, how do they get around the facility? There's got to be things in the way. Like, I mean, there's, there's, People moving in and out of facilities, there's forklifts. How in the world do they know what's going on? Yeah, so so we refer to this as dynamic planning and dynamic obstacle avoidance. So <clears throat> NEO understands the room, uh, and then NEO plans for obstacles that, you know, are not expected to be there. So, uh, you know, as an example, uh, it's not uncommon for us to find a forklift that's parked somewhere that it shouldn't be or a pallet that somebody has left on the floor uh, and it shouldn't be there. Or, you know, look, we, we've, got, uh, you know, we, we've got a bunch of robots in airports around the world, and I can't tell you how many kids that we encounter that, you know, are running <laughs> around the robots and, and, you know, are just curious. So Neo is constantly evaluating its environment. Neo understands the job that needs to be done today. And through dynamic planning and dynamic obstacle avoidance in real time, it's able to go around obstacles. And, you know, I, I have a lot of people that, uh, you know, do some crazy things. They jump out in front of Neo or they slide a trash can in front of Neo or they, you know, block two thirds of the aisle and say, well, let's see if Neo can get around that. But it's really Neo does not have a pre-planned path that it's going to take. Uh, and, you know, the sensors, the, the, uh, the technology on the machine allows it to optimize the clean for that particular day and that particular environment. You know, there's a lot of what's called, uh, you know, teach and repeat technology out on the marketplace where they, they lay down, you know, electronic train tracks. Well, you know, that, mm. that's awesome technology unless something's on the track, right? Yeah. And, and, and we prefer to say, this is the task. The task is to clean this entire space, go. And then we allow the technology and the, and the AI in the machine to figure out the best way to do it. And, and when the job is done, Neil returns back to where it started and it's ready to print your report to show you what it did with a smile on its face. Jeff, this is just so cool, man. I am, I'm, I, like I said, I'm the biggest nerd geek about technology and this is just really cool. I swear it's we're like that close to having all those little bots follow us around all the time. You know, I was just kind of a side note. Uh, I was reading and watching about uh, Amazon's new 
new little bot that's coming out. Uh, and it's just, it's like, it's just cool. I, I'm excited to kind of see this, you know, grow in the marketplace. But like for you, like if you're, if you have your, your a you know amr crystal ball like what what do you kind of see in the future for automation in fm like what is can you kind of give us a a glimpse into what you think the future is going to look like i i think uh i think technology is going to be demanded uh it's uh people have to find a way uh facility managers have to find a way to do these jobs in a more cost-effective uh, more efficient, more effective, uh, measurable, tangible way, um, and not be, you know, dependent on, you know, labor cost or, you know, labor, you know, shortages. Um, I think the humans that are in the building and in the environment, there's going to be so much more value placed on what those folks can do versus this, you know, these menial tasks. Look, there is nothing sexy about scrubbing, you know, a concrete floor, uh, but it's a requirement, right? When we go into hospitals, you know, it's not uncommon that, you know, we go into a hospital and you look down the, you look down the hallway and you say, wow, this place looks pretty cool, pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And then you run your robot over it and you open the dirty water tank and you say, you guys want to see what I just took off Whoa. your floor? You know, and so yeah. it's that level of, of aha moment where people are like, oh, my gosh, I thought we were cleaning pretty well. It turns out we weren't. Not so much. Yeah. It's exciting, man. I can't wait to kind of see where it goes and, and, and continue down this path in FM over the next couple of years. It's, and I think you're right. I think the need and the desire and the demand is going to just continue to grow. You know, I think we're, we've come to a point in our workforce where we need people not doing these types of tasks and and utilizing, you know, their higher decision making processes, like you were saying, to be able to do other things that are that are just more demanding. So that's exciting, man. It's really, really cool. And uh, we're, we're pretty much done. We're kind of out of time. Now. <laughs> it is so cool to have you on to learn about. You know, Neo and, and and all this technology that's being implemented for automation. It's just really, really cool. But for uh, those who want to, before you go, for those who are looking to connect and learn more about this, uh, you know, what AvidBots offers. And uh, I'd love for you to kind of, you know, tell us how do we how do we get in touch with you? How do we stay connected? Like, how do we stay connected with your company and how do we learn more? Hey, it's really simple, Sean, just avidbots.com. And, and everything you need to find about Neo is on avidbots.com. You, you have the opportunity to say, hey, I want to talk to somebody. Hey, I want to see Avid, you know, I want to see Neo in, uh, in action. Uh, everything you need is, uh, is on avidbots.com. And, and, you know, we're so happy to hear from folks that, uh, you know, we'll jump right on that and, and make sure that it's a quality experience uh, for anybody that wants to learn more about Neo. Awesome, Jeff. Well, thank you for joining us on the show, man. Uh, we'll have to have you on for an update later as things kind of roll out and continue to change. Uh, I'm excited for everyone who's kind of on YouTube and watching uh, Jeff and, and learning about AvidBots. If we're providing value for you guys, give us a like, subscribe, uh, You know, leave a question for us. We're going to put uh, AvidBots information in the notes for the show so that people can connect with you guys. And then if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, Uh, you know, be sure to subscribe so we continue to get 
updates uh, from amazing companies like AvidBots. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. John, thanks for having me. All right, man. Have a great day.